everybody. Welcome back again to the, I almost said the Santa Garden podcast. (laughs) No. Welcome to For the Feeling. I got to get used to that one. I know. Last week we announced For the Feeling. Mm -hmm. New name, new us, (laughs) new year, new me. Okay. Knew that one was coming. Well, welcome back. Hopefully you tuned in to our last podcast and you heard us rambling about uh, all the good things that we talked about. I mean, I yeah, know, help me out here, Ad. Yeah, I mean, just to recap, we talked about why we changed the name, where it kind of came from, and how we kind of found our why throughout the past eight or so years. Um, I guess we're coming up on eight years yeah. Of being wedding videographers. Um, and we just talked about, you know, what it looks like to find your own why. And um, if you're like us and you want to be more connected with your couples and you want to tell better stories, um, how knowing what your why is and working on all the things that you should be doing to form those deeper connections will completely transform your business and make you more fulfilled in the long run. So. Yeah. Really great episode. Go check it out if you missed it. And yeah, so what are we talking about today, Rabbi? We're going to talk about uh, how last year, our first full-time year, was such a formative year for us. 2022 was the year, and I think for a lot of reasons, but um, it was the very first full calendar year of both of us being 100% full time in the business, no other sources of income, which, by the way, really scary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a huge step, um, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. But we spent, you know, the first seven, well, no, I guess the first six and a half, six years of our business, you know, balancing other jobs alongside. And, um, we talked about that in the Cinegarden podcast. Yes, we did. We talked a lot about that. Um, so 2022 rolled around and we were like, you know what? I had already gone full time six months prior, about six months prior. And, um, and we were like, you know what, if we really want to, transform our business and and meet the goals that we've like been dreaming about for all this time I think we both have to jump in and we have to be like you know what we're going 100% it's all or nothing we we either we give it our all and we either we either succeed or we fail and we took a lot of risks last year and it paid off like crazy but it was not easy um but it definitely Definitely paid off because now um, we can confidently say that we're, you know, traveling destination wedding videographers full time. Um, We're able to make a sort of comfortable living off it. Um, We made six figures last year, which was honestly didn't even seem like attainable. I feel like in the years prior, like that wasn't even like I didn't even think about that. Right. Honestly, um, because we had, you know, our main sources of income. Yeah. Um, so we were able to set some some financial goals last year and and meet them. And um, we found out a lot about who we are and where we want to be. And now we're here and we want to tell you guys 10 
ways or 10 steps, 10 things that we did in order to get to the point where we are now, where we feel super confident and, um, I don't know, really yeah. happy with where our business is. Yeah, for sure. For like all that being said, we had to start somewhere. So yeah, we took the leap, we went full time and where did we end up? What did, what was our first step in realizing, okay, we're doing this. This is a full time thing. How can we take our business to the next level? What did we have to do? So when we both were like, all right, we're 100%, we're both full time. We really started to sit down and think about what are actionable steps that we have to take in order to make our business grow. Yeah. Um, and so of course we had, did, did Haku just go upstairs? I think so. He's such a bad kid. Um, <laughs> up to no good. So we had some goals in mind. We knew that we wanted to break into the destination wedding scene. We had zero destination weddings booked, and we honestly had no clue where to start on how to jump into that. Um, our only experience was we had run some ads in the past, and that hooked us uh, a Colorado wedding a few yeah, years we back. we targeted specific areas that we wanted to mm -hmm. shoot. And so we, you know, I guess you could say we saw some success with that, but we only did one wedding out of state. So, um, we knew we wanted to break into that. We knew that we wanted to raise our prices significantly in order to sustain our living because we didn't have any other source of income anymore. Um, we knew that we wanted to level up our brand and, um, well, honestly, we didn't know that. I feel like we were like at a place where we had kind of tweaked our website and like we had recently, we had rebranded a, a few years prior, like fully rebranded. And so I feel like we had a grasp on who we were, but our branding and our website was not up to par to where we were wanting to raise our prices and like the type of work we wanted to be doing. If we wanted yeah. to appeal to that clientele, we were going to have to make some changes, but we didn't actually know that until... We had mentorships. And so that was our first step into like, okay, we know these are the goals we want to reach. We don't exactly know how to get to them. Right. So, so we knew we needed people in the community to help us out. Mm -hmm. We needed to, we needed uh, questions answered Yeah, and we knew we needed some guidance. Yeah. Um, and that was something, it's crazy that we, you know, we'd been doing it for six years or more than six years and we, we had never done that. We had never had mentorships. We'd never done any sort of like course or um, anything. I feel like Haku's like, can I come in, please? Um, we, I feel like the extent was like YouTube videos, you know, we kind of would look things up and like figure yeah. out how to do them or whatever, but um, had never done anything like that. And to be honest with you, I didn't even really know mentorship was a thing until I went full time with our business because then I started actually paying attention to the whole community of yeah. wedding videographers and, and I started and Yeah, I started like actually I, that's when we discovered like how to film weddings and like all these, you know, big name people that have become super successful and have kind of paved the way for other wedding videographers. I didn't even know they existed until I went full time with our business because that's when I started like digging into Instagram and YouTube and like, yeah, we were actually traveling to a wedding. I'm pretty sure. 
in October of 2021 and yeah. we stumbled across, we were like, how can we, we need to be learning while we're driving. And, yeah. uh, we're like, how can we expand our knowledge on it? Surely there's a podcast out there that we can listen to on the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you came across the How to Film Weddings podcast. So. And yeah, and that just opened up a whole new like door because I feel like our, you know, our business was just a side thing. We weren't really trying to educate ourselves. And so I honestly didn't even know these tools existed. Um, so that was huge. So we uncovered all of that. And so when we like set these goals and we knew we wanted to reach them, we were like, all right, we're going to invite some other people into this and like let some people speak into our journey and, and guide us. Yeah. Actually, the first uh, mentorship session we had was Multiply Media. Mm -hmm. And they gave us just it was such a great mentorship session. Like they really encouraged us. Um, they hoped and I mean they answered tons of questions and they were super helpful for us yeah um you know I've had people ask us a couple of times throughout the past year like how were the mentorships what do you feel like they did for you and aside from the knowledge and the things that we actually learned from these people I feel like one of the main things that we gained was the confidence that we needed we just needed someone in the industry to tell us like hey, you guys have like insane potential. You can d reach these goals. You can do it. And, you know, raising your prices is one of the most scary things to do because you know you need to book weddings. Like you you have to make money. And so you never want to turn people away because your prices are too high. And so you're always tempted to be like, mm, I'm going to just, I'll give you a deal or whatever. I'll take this much off. And just so the client won't walk away, and one thing we had to learn was like, sometimes you just got to let them go and yeah. trust that, you know, you're, you're priced the way that you need to be priced and, and you're worth that much. And the right person will recognize that and book with you. Yeah. And this is like, we realized this January of 2022 and that's where we were in, in January, 2022 like we knew mentorship sessions were important. So we sought out multiply media. Like I said, they gave us, they gave us great information. They, you know, even became friends of ours, which has been really cool. And they've been encouraging us even since then. Um, but then we, you were looking and you found Stanton's Patreon, right? Yeah. So, I had followed Stanton for a little while and <laughs> these true Norths are like, they're really busy. Us, yeah, they're making us burp. Um, and he, I don't remember like where he posted it or whatever, but he had announced that he was about to launch a Patreon where he was going to do, um, like different tiers of, uh, mentorship and, um, he had like a you know like a top tier where it was you know one-on-one -on -one mentorship that was ongoing um for basically as long as you like wanted to do it mm -hmm. and it was expensive like it was an investment and I knew you know it was kind of a risk to spend the money on it but um we were like I think we should just do it because we know like we have we set these goals yeah and we need to know how to reach them. And so we decided to invest in that. And 
that really helped us step into um, the destination wedding world. And um, but one of the first things that he told us was like he analyzed all of our branding and he looked at our website and um, he looked at our films and basically kind of gave us an overview of like, hey, I think that you guys need to refresh your brand and you need to like if you're going to tap into the destination world and you're going to raise your prices you're going to be like stepping into more of a luxury market and your brand needs to attract luxury customers and right now like it's not there yeah and so that was the first thing that we did was we we kind of overhauled our brand and redid all of it and picked a color scheme um we switched over from squarespace to show it um, and we bought like a luxury, uh, website template that was fully customizable and yeah, oh, that was huge. My gosh, yeah. I that spent so many hours customizing that dang thing. Yeah. But you did and you put in the work and it, I think it paid off. For, oh yeah. Like, I feel like even now we're seeing more and more of the fruit of our website. Um, because now our, our ranking has gone up on Google. We're getting more people that are actually finding us through Google, which is something that was not happening at all. Um, so anyways, that was the first thing that we did. And then, you know, Stanton taught us a lot about what it looked like to break into destina- destination weddings for him. He gave us advice about like what he did and, and, you know, not every journey is the same, but he at least guided us um, with his experience, and then he uh, he mentioned that it would be beneficial f- for us to reach out to planners, and so Adeline reached out to, I mean, how many planners? Probably a hundred. <laughs> she reached out to over probably around a hundred or more, yeah, uh, planners across the globe, and just you know, just saying, hey, like this is us. We we want to help you out if you can help us out sort of thing. Like it was a mutual. It wasn't just, hey, help us out. It was a, a mutual. Yeah. Like, and we also like kind of framed it in a way of we chose locations that we knew we wanted to shoot in. Yeah. And we kind of framed it in a way that like we were planning to come there anyways so that right. um, it made it seem, I guess, that like travel fees wouldn't be an issue. And, um, yeah, so we basically, those were opportunities that we invested in. Yeah. I was going to say they weren't lucrative. Yeah. That was more of like some of the things that we did to, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but we just, we had to like make for us to make that happen. We had to sacrifice some things. Yeah, for sure. Um, we, didn't make money off of those weddings. Yeah. Those were solely to have a portfolio to show. And, and when we booked them, it was exciting. Like we were pumped yeah. about it. But it's also pretty scary when you're doing that. It is because you're spending a lot of money and yeah. you're hoping, okay, I hope this pays off. <laughs> right. But it it has. And, and the fruit of that doesn't always happen like right then. Like that was one of the biggest things for us was when we did end up getting responses from planners across the globe and they were willing to help us out and we were willing to help them out, it was really like surreal, but it was also 
in the moment when we got there and we were doing it, it was very scary because the fruit of your labor, it takes, it can take a long time. Yeah. We had a lot of scary moments last year. Um, despite it being our most exciting and, uh, most lucrative year, it was still really scary because we spent a lot of money in order to like level up our business. Yeah. Um, but those are investments. And I mean, I'm sure you've heard it a thousand times. You have to spend money to make money. Yeah. You do. And it's not about, it's not just about the gear, you know, it's, it's about the education, the branding level up. Like for example, not only did we redo our, our branding and like our logo and our, our website, which we spent a lot of money on the new website, but we also spent money on a branding photo session so that we could have, you know, professional headshots and cool images to, to use throughout our website and on our social media. Um, there are just a lot of ways that you, you have to invest in your business to really like take it to the next level. Yeah. So, and I, we haven't really like numbered these out in steps, but first we made the goals, then we did the mentorships, yeah. then we did the brand refresh, and then we exhausted every single avenue to find destination work. We even planned our own styled shoot, something we had never done before, but we needed the content to put out there to show like, hey, we travel, we do, you know, elopements, we do adventurous weddings. Yeah. And so we took some friends out. And uh, we went to Petit Jean National Park in Arkansas. State Park. Sorry. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's a, a state, state park. park. Okay. Potato, potato? No. Okay. It's a state park. But anyway, um, we went to Petit Jean and it has a beautiful waterfall. So we went, uh, stayed in an Airbnb, uh, did the whole thing. I mean, did a styled elopement basically and, you know, spent money to push ourselves and show that we have that kind of content that we're capable of those things. Yeah. That was a big thing was you, you just need to show people that you do it. Even if you don't do it yet, like showing your personal travel. Yeah. Doing styled shoots, like making it look as much like you are traveling all the time as you can. Yeah. Um, so yes, number five, we completely changed our packages and raised our prices for a more all-inclusive experience. So before, our packages looked a lot more like just your, I don't know, they they had like an hourly cap. You know, we had like a six-hour, an eight-hour package. And then um, we had like set film lengths, which we've kind of started to do away with because we're trying to build, you know, the best story possible. And like the length of it doesn't matter as long as the pacing is nice and yeah, it's building a story. Yeah. Keep going. Um, so our packages were, and we had like a bunch of add-ons that you could like add on to your packages. So what we did was we kind of did away with all that. We honestly, at this point we do more of like custom packages but we just have like an all-inclusive base rate we have a starting rate and um you know we list everything that includes it's full day coverage it's not uh it's not so itemized i guess you know i don't know if that's the right word no it is 
Um, but it's more like you get, you're, you're making a big investment. Like the starting investment is a big investment, but it includes like everything you really need. And then the add-ons are more of like a luxury if you need it. Yeah, there was, so it was December, 2021 and we, we were driving to uh, a wedding and we were trying to think like, what can we do to set ourselves apart? What can we do to like have a better relationship with our couples and, what do we need to do to make that happen? We decided that we were going to have like a, a complete mentality shift when it came to connecting with our couples and like booking our couples. And um, that in turn meant that what we provided to those couples was going to be something that was much more desirable than what we had previously been offering. Yeah, for sure. And we also decided to fully embrace story sessions, which we talked a lot about in our last episode, but that was something that we knew we wanted to do with all of our couples. But before it was just an add on and we were like, no, we're going to raise our prices and that's going to be like a thing. Like you get a story session no matter what. Yeah. Um, And we made like giant leaps in our prices and I'm not saying, um, like everyone can just go and like raise their prices by thousands of dollars at one time. Um, and that's why I think it's important for you to, you know, go through with mentorship with someone so that someone can actually look at your work and look at your branding and look at everything and say, yeah, you can like, you can be charging more than you are. Um, because we don't always see our, our like value. I feel like a lot of the time we don't, a lot of the times we undervalue ourselves. Yeah. So that's why it was really like good to hear from someone. Okay, no, you should be charging more. And so that gave us the confidence. We raised our prices, changed the packages and, um, yeah. But yeah, the other thing I wanted to say on the other side of the coin, don't just be like, yeah, I'm going to just raise my prices, but I'm not going to change anything about like how I do things. Mm -hmm. You should be improving yourself as your prices go up. Totally. Your work should be improving. Your client experience should be improving. Um, you should be educating yourself. You don't just get to charge more yeah. just because. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what she's saying? <laughs> Um, okay, so number six, we began implementing, oh, story sessions for free. I already mentioned that. So yeah. that's how we started. Like we just started doing them for free, essentially, like, and then we started putting them in the package. Yeah. And it just gives, it gives us so much more to work with and it makes it so much more unique. And mm -hmm. I mean... We've talked about it before, but it's just, it's a great tool for you to be able to use in post. Like not having the story session isn't really an option for us. Yeah. And I mean, once you start doing them, the people that inquire, they want them. Yeah. So. Well, it's because it's more than the highlight. Mm -hmm. It's like them doing what they love to do. It's them interacting together outside of wedding day. It's. It's just, it gives so much depth and uniqueness to each film, so. Yes. Number seven, we embraced consistency on Instagram. Yeah, this was huge. We had no social media presence. We had an Instagram, but we never I mean, posted. over those six years, I think for, like, 
so we'll just say 2022 was like the seventh year and that seventh year was the formative year for us and so the six years prior we had regular jobs we didn't necessarily put so much into social media because it wasn't I don't want to say it wasn't super important to us but it just wasn't I'm trying to burp and not burp into the microphone. <laughs> Just burp into the mic, man. No. Um, anyway, not saying that it wasn't important to us. It was just that we didn't necessarily like want to make time for it. We wanted time for other things. And so I guess that's the best way I can put it. But once we started going like 100% in, we knew that that was such an important tool. Huge, dude. We got several of our, I know we got at least two of our destination weddings last year through Instagram. They found us through Instagram organically through reels, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and some of them were like the strangest thing. Like we had a couple, um, the bride, she found us through reels. She liked a song that we had used in a reel and she was just scrolling through the different I don't know how the mechanic actually works. You can click on the song and then every reel that uses that song, you can see all of it. Yeah. And her or our video caught her eye. And so she clicked on it and she said she loved our style and she loved how we use the song to the mm -hmm. video. And that's she inquired with us and booked us. Yeah. So but that's so random, you know, you just never know how someone's going to find you. Mm -hmm. So that's been huge. Um, and just to build off of that, like this year, the platform that we've started to be consistent on is YouTube. Yeah. And I've already seen the fruit of that. I've already seen yeah, multiple, quickly. multiple inquiries from people that found us directly from YouTube. Um, and that's all it has been is consistently posting. And it's like just started growing. So you just consistency is key and it doesn't mean that you have to always be posting like the best of the best content reels are really like a great tool and you don't have to spend that much time on them they can be three seconds long you know um so my nose is just really bad yeah sometimes um the shorter form content is better like you know you you want to show off a lot of what you got you know if you went to Mexico for an elopement you want to put together a one minute reel or something like that to show off everything that you've done but in reality you get more views on that specific reel if it's a short form like 10 second the shorter the better yeah. people don't have long attention spans not anymore um if you want to do long form YouTube is the place yeah um but even YouTube is like we're going to do YouTube shorts now. Yeah. So Haku is still licking the door. Should you let him in? Is he going to be annoying? I don't know. I think I'm we just got to. Okay. <laughs> Come here, sweet boy. Hi. All right. You got to lay down and be good. Okay. Relax, oh, dude. Gosh. You were literally looking at us hey, through the window. Hey. He has. Some separation anxiety. He just likes being by here us. Here comes Kari. Now a whole gang's right, this here. This turned into a, a dog podcast. Oh, well. All right. <laughs> okay. So, number eight, it goes hand in hand with B 
being consistent on Instagram, but um, if I, I think it depends on your goals, but honestly, then again, I don't think it does. I don't think you have to be a like a brand that's all about connection like we are or like a story brand necessarily for this to be important and beneficial. Showing your face on your social media consistently, showing your personality. There are hundreds, probably thousands of incredible wedding videographers that have incredible wedding films. And guess what? You know what sets any of them apart from each other? Who it is running the dang show. Yeah. And that seriously changed everything for us when we started showing us like yeah this is who we are we had someone book us because they saw we did a reel where i was being goofy it was kind of behind the scenes and i did uh like a disney channel like you know whatever this is robin adeline from synagogue and you're watching disney channel and someone loved that and they thought it was hilarious and they booked us not not solely off of that that, but but they, they did they the words that they said were that was like what that set you apart or no they said that was like the thing that made us like yeah these are the people like made them feel confident yes like we feel connected to these people they're funny and goofy so that is so like important and it was something we never did before you feel like you should always be posting your amazing wedding films and like your your work that you're so proud of and while that is important I feel like people want to see who they're going to spend the entire wedding day with, you know? And especially when you're doing a destination wedding, who they're going to be spending time with outside of wedding day as well. Yes. That's a big thing. Like I would highly recommend if you're trying to get into destination work where you're doing multi-day shoots with, with a couple showing yourself, connecting with your couples that way because there's a lot of time to be spending one-on-one with yeah. someone, you know? Um, and also the, the other part of that is it's just more fun. You know, it's more fun to just show ourselves and, and be silly and not like, I guess, sugarcoat it and act like we're, we're these cool, like, yeah, sometimes I get in my head about it and, uh, that's just a personal thing. Like I just, I guess I get a little self-conscious about how people will perceive me on Instagram, but Adeline's like, dude, you just got to show yourself. So a lot of the time I like she'll post something and I think it like, she thinks it's funny, but I don't think it's, you just get embarrassed. Yeah. I get embarrassed or I'm like, how is somebody going to take this or whatever? And so they, uh, no, not they, I will go and like delete the story or something. So Anyway, don't be like that. Don't be like me. Be yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's like out of your comfort zone for sure to yeah. show your like silly, goofy side. And mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody's silly and goofy and weird like we are, at least. Maybe they are, but they it's behind Dude, closed Dude, I doors. think everybody is. I'm going to go off on a little rabbit trail. <laughs> I We shot this couple recently. I won't say any names, but... The guy was like super reserved and we did a story session and he was like super chill and didn't say a whole lot. And then came wedding day and he like 
got with his friends and he got like around people he knew and he just opened up and became like this completely guy yeah it was completely different yeah and then we'll we'll go out to dinner with couples and they'll be like yeah they you know the husband's like acting all reserved how i act like yes yeah like super serious like and then they're like yeah at home he's like does the goofiest stuff and it's like yeah we want to see that stuff, you know? Definitely. I mean... Everybody does. Everybody wants to see the goofy side. Yeah. I just want people to, like, feel like they can... I guess it goes back to the whole thing that I talked about in the first episode about, like, disarming people. I want people to know that I'm just a goob. Like, I am not a serious person. And, I mean, I'm serious when I need to be. But, yeah. like, for the most part, I just like to have fun and laugh and I want people to feel like they they can do that. They can have fun and laugh around me and not feel embarrassed about being goofy and being themselves. And I feel like you create that. Uh, you start breaking down that relational barrier right there on your Instagram, dude. Yeah, I think so. For, for sure. real. He's going to try and get up here. It can be as simple as, you know, just posting a couple times on your story every day, you know, of like what you're doing or like something telling a funny story of something that happened that day or whatever um show yourself show yourself right all right number nine we started putting 100 percent effort into our films we upped our turnaround time and tripled the hours we spent editing we started creating intentional art yeah i think this is this is a tough thing because when you start getting like an email or something about, hey, like, just wondered how our film's going. You get like, anxious. That, that puts a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. And especially when it gets time to, like, yeah, we give we give people a, like, target time where we think that this is potentially where we'll deliver it to you. But a lot goes into it. Like, so much more goes into it when you're trying to be extremely intentional about giving them the story that makes sense. And that can take, I, I personally like storyboard, I think because I have like a, a back, a background in, uh, history and English. Those were my majors and minors, but I have to like write an outline. And so I have a little notebook that I just like, I kind of close my eyes. If, once I find the music, I'll, you know, uh, write out everything first and so that gives me a better idea of how i'm gonna lay it out and sometimes you get you you put that into your timeline and then you're like yeah this isn't what i necessarily expected it to be so i mean there's a lot of like you're building a film you're building a unique story for these people and you don't want to just have a have a highlight you know you want to be very intentional about it and so that's why it takes us so long i mean music takes us a long time to find because it, we're finding their taste. We're finding what suits them. We're not just going and finding the most popular wedding song on music bed to put into their timeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it all depends on what kind of business that you want to be. Like if you want to be a volume business and you're doing 150 films a year, yeah, like, one, you're probably outsourcing and that frees up your time a lot. But if you're like us and you're more of like a boutique brand and you're trying to create something unique for every single couple, um, 
if you're going to charge a premium price, you should be delivering a premium product that, that is super custom. And that's what we wanted. We wanted to be able to charge more and, and then be able to spend more time on these films and create something that we felt truly proud of and truly connected to. And, um, that our couples would feel like, okay, they like, they really wanted to know us. So that, and they, and they, they communicated that in the film that they really knew who we were. And, um, so that's what we did. We were like, we're going to, we're going to go on our contract. We're going to change the turnaround time. We're going to be, you know, transparent about it. Like we're transparent on our social media and we're like, Hey, like this is our cue. This is where we're at. You know, it's a busy season. We actually need some extra time. Um, we do our best to hit the turnaround times that we promise in our contracts. But, um, at the end of the day, we do like, we're like, Hey, we reserve the right to spend as much time as we need to make a quality product. And I'll never, I'll never sacrifice that quality and that type of intention that we put in um, just to just to check another film off the to-do list. It's not worth it. Yeah, and people will ask us, they're like, how long do you think you spend on a film? And we've said like 45 to... F- it's way more than 45. Yeah, I know. We're just saying that... I'm saying that we've told people 45 to 50 maybe more than 50 hours, but when we really sit down and think about it, it's more than 50, like I think, 50 plus for sure. I think it's, I think it's the 75 to even 150 hour range. If you talk about the, from beginning to end process and some films take longer if it's a multi-day thing. Yeah. I mean, it just because, depends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just has to feel right to us. Like we talked about it in our last podcast about how, when we get done with a film and it like it needs to make us cry, you know, and we're the ones who put it together. We're the ones who edited it. We're the ones who shot it. We were the ones who got the intentional shot and knew that's how, that's how we wanted to use it in the film. We got their story and the way that we put the story together and everything that needs to make us feel something. And if it's not doing that, then it's, not back to the drawing board, but it's like, how can we tweak this to make this? So there's a lot of like, even on the back end, even when you feel like you're so close to being done and you're excited to deliver it, there's still a lot that has to go into it to, for us to make it feel like it's as close to perfect as we can make it. Yeah. Well, final point. We changed our mindset and what I wrote here was connection over cheesy networking um and I feel like not only did we start focusing on connection with our couples our clients but we started focusing on connection um in everything we do so when we're shooting a wedding connecting with vendors and not in a way to be like oh I'm you know I want to like network so that they'll refer me it's not like that. It's more of a mindset shift where we're like, hey, actually, we just want to like enjoy the company of other people that we're working alongside yeah. and we want to serve them if we can in some way on wedding day. Um, so, you know, that can look like if they're flipping the room and we're not having to shoot anything, maybe they're doing family portraits and we don't really shoot that. Like, we're going to help flip the room. We're going to do what we can to be helpful and take the stress off of another vendor's shoulders. And 
I feel like that, of course, benefits you because I think people do see that and they do, they're like more likely to recommend you because you have that kind of mentality. But Mm -hmm. more than that, it just makes the job so much more enjoyable. Weddings can be so stressful. And um, I just think it's become so much more enjoyable for us because we're like actually connecting with people there instead of just like going through the motions and doing what we have to do. So, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's it, it turns into just more, you already said it, but it's just so much more fun. Yeah. Like it turns the day into, especially when we've already worked with someone that we've like gotten a relationship with and like had fun with. And then that just makes the day so much less stressful for us. Like, because like she said, I mean, wedding, wedding days can be stressful for us as well. And when you have those connections and those relationships with people that are also inside the industry, it might not be, you know, it might not just be the photographer, but the planner or the, the caterer or whoever it is like having a relationship with them, the venue owner that makes it so much easier. Yeah. It's definitely helped. Yeah. So those are 10 steps that we took. 10 ways we, transformed our business into a six-figure destination wedding filmmaker filmmaking business i don't like saying videography yeah yeah there was a thing that i was saying it was like uh we're we're wedding videographers that's kind of like our our title but we're really wedding filmmakers and uh we're not just shooting we're freaking doing everything yeah it's everything on the back end it's sound design it's uh it's full-on editing it's full on i mean everything that goes into that and so like i i said this to adeline i was like i don't like calling ourselves wedding videographers we're wedding filmmakers and then i think uh boomer was on a podcast and he said that exact thing and i was like like i looked at adeline so fast (laughs) and i was like what in the world that's like exactly what i was saying yeah um but yeah so that's pretty much it guys i hope i hope you found some some juicy knowledge up in there i hope this was helpful um like i said last episode our dms are always open um we love hearing from you guys we love answering any questions that you have and we're excited to be back on the podcast grind. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, you can find us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. We're posting bi-weekly as of right now. Fridays, yeah. Yeah, Fridays bi-weekly and hoping to have some guests on soon. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. And next week, we're going to talk about our destination experience, what last year looked like, like nitty gritty. Like, what does it look like when you're there? Because it can it can seem very, uh, like, what was the word you used? Like, very like glamorous. Oh yeah, it can seem very glamorous, but once you're like in it, it's a little bit more the reality. That's what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, the reality about of destination wedding, yeah. videography, filmmaking. <laughs> okay, thanks for tuning in. We will see you in two weeks on Friday. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, listening, and all that stuff. 
Bye. Like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. Bye.